Okay. okay. We are recording. Okay. How did it do? Can you hear me all right? No idea. We are going to see. <laughs> this whole interview is just muted. <laughs> I swear, if it is, wait a minute. I can control the volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. Control the volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can make sure that's up. Mic is up. Okay. I just might. don't click the mute button. Oh, God. Oh, now it's just fucking tempting. You said no? Oh, God. It's like a big red button moment. <laughs> well, I started out with a couple more small talky questions. Mm, I always love small talk, yeah. So, that is your warning. Mm. Did you like Dune? I did like Dune. I really did. I thought... Uh, Denae Villeneuve, who directed it, made a lot of really awesome artistic choices with it. And for someone who just recently read the books, I was like, this is a really cool image of it. Like, and also it's adapted really well too, because like Dune is not perfect in any way, shape or form. Like it kind of does this whole, like women are only meant to be like, like subservient to like men. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't fuck with that at all. Um, and I'm really excited to see like the development of uh, its its feminine characters like throughout the um, uh, or sorry female characters like throughout the the rest of the story because um, they recasted one of the roles uh, Dr. Liet Kynes um, okay. is is a man in the books but it's a woman in the movies and also she's a really good actress I'm blanking her name but she's also in uh, Star Wars Rogue One she's one of the um, one of the uh, senators in the uh, rebel council. Okay. Yeah, no yeah, no. Idea. No, it's all good. It's all good. That's, <laughs> That's just very a, specific. No, it's just where I recognize her. I was like, she sounds so familiar. And then I looked at her bio and I was like, holy shit, she was in um uh she was in Rogue One. So I was like, oh, I love her. Um, but she has this like really amazing role in it. She's like kind of like that guiding light thing, and like just her whole story is like a really cool vibe. And like I really like the ecologists of Dune, which are like, sorry, I'm going on with Dune for a minute. Don't um, worry. Okay, just making sure, just making sure. Um, uh, but like her role is super awesome because it is like so necessary for the continuation of the story. And I just like, I really appreciate how much she like brings forth. Uh, Dr. Liet Kynes, oh, so cool. And I'm reading one of the prequel books right now that talks about her dad, Parda Kynes, P-A-R-D-O-T, Parda Kynes. Um, and his discovery of like meeting the Fremen, which are like this a group of people, uh, uh, like natives who live on Arrakis Dune. Um, anyway, uh, let, let's, let's, let's go past Dune. Anyway, the movie's good. I enjoyed it. I've watched it three times now. <laughs> no, I ha- do have a very specific question about that. Mm. You pointed out the fact you were very focused on like the woman's character development, but I actually learned in like class, I think yesterday. Mm-hmm. The last scene of the book. Are you familiar with it? Yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah. So, doesn't that change the message though completely? Yeah. If that's the case. That is super true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because ultimately, it's just so. That's why it's not perfect. It's it's horrible that it's like that reductionary. But like now, the movies have an opportunity because the movie, the current one, is just part one. It's actually just a third of the first book they have the opportunity to really kind of shake some shit up and change a lot of the arc of like Chani uh, Zendaya's character. And also I would argue um, uh, Rebecca Ferguson's Jessica because Jessica's like my favorite character in the book. Like she's so freaking cool. Um, And uh, because like she teaches Paul literally everything that that, like uh, he knows. There's this whole scene where she like, uh, where she drinks this thing called the water of life, which is just a poison that like her skill level, she needs to reconstitute the molecule. So it's no longer poisonous. She has to like focus internally into her body. And she does that like all by herself. And I'm like, that's wild to me. I'm like, that's so crazy. I'm like, imagine straight up someone telling you like you're about to drink poison. And then like you reconstitute it just because you have so much control over your inner self. Like, it's just it's just cool to think it's about off. that. Yeah. Uh, now yeah. it's off. Now it's off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um and and what sucks too is she's still alive in like the second book, Dune Messiah, but they like they send her off world so they don't get any more time to like develop her character at all. And I'm like, 
that was a missed opportunity because she's really badass. Um, and like, I don't know, like, I definitely agree with you that like the ending, not 100, because I'm just kind of like, you don't, their value isn't based on the fact that they're in relationships. Like their value is the fact that like, these are fucking badasses and they're getting that done. Sorry, you, you have that thought on your face. <laughs> yeah, well, I was listening to you this entire time and I thought your point was completely leading to actually liking the ending then. No, I don't really like the ending. Jessica's his mother, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it ends with the line specifically, they will remember, history will remember us as wives, not courtesans. Mm -hmm. So it is, it's kind of talking about, but history will show us at like more of an equal level Mm -hmm. and like show our true power and impact and like control. that's at least how I took it yeah no I honestly like I think I started reading the second book because I really didn't like the ending of Dune I was like I and (laughs) it's funny because in the second book I grew to like Paul even less like I I never really like enjoyed him that much I was just like he's just a guy he's like a huge Jesus metaphor and he has like all this premonition so of course he's going to be the chosen one in every scene and like that's cool that like you know, that was the formation for like a lot of sci-fi and pop culture icons that we like today. But I'm just kind of like, I don't know, he's just kind of bland, he just kind of walks around. And, and it's when he says, it's when he says, we Fremen. I was like, dude, you got into this like a month ago. Like you need to chill the fuck out. <laughs> I was like, okay. like, I didn't like the ending. And um, I, I go both ways on like how I feel about the ending of the second book, Dune Messiah, because there's like a relationship in it that I'm not really into but also a character I really didn't like dies. So I'm like, oh. hey, that's a good thing too. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Subject switch. Yes. Tits are ass and why? Mm. This is a make or break question. I know, I know. And I've never been able to answer it. I genuinely. Really? I, cause I, I appreciate both first off. Um, like, I don't know. I'm like, I think of it because if you're with someone, and and they you know have like they have, bo- they have boobs they have but like just enjoy both of them just be glad that both those things exist you know like we live we literally live in a day and age <laughs> and so I I would have to say I'm 50 50 each I I do not I'm not selective and either and I've never seen anyone as less of a person because they had like more boobs less ass or more more ass and less boobs like. I don't know. I, I, I'm completely 50, 50 on it. Like I've never thought of like either of them as separate things. I'm just kind of like those two, those two things exist. I'm like a one. <laughs> Sorry. Is that were, a disappointing? No, question? <laughs> you said you were straight. Yeah. You can be straight and also be in touch with your feminine side. more than anything. No, no, no. Yeah. I also stole that from a friend. That's not my own words. Gibson Warner <laughs> is credited with that one. <laughs> Tits or ass is a very specific history behind it. Of oh, that's interesting. Amongst the females who I've discussed this with, there's a unanimous agreement: the asses are way better. Mm. Like queer women, all agree asses are better. That's all of them that I've yeah. talked to. But what you notice with guys. Is someone will fully embrace the ass and be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the guys who actually genuinely are like boobs, fuck yeah, boobs, mm-hmm. are either very much in the closet <laughs> or 14 years old. That's true. That is very true. So yeah. it's like a little test of like, okay, let's figure out where this person is. Where do you reside? you gave the most diplomatic fucking answer i swear it's because like it's so funny you know those like you know those instagram posts that are like uh like usually it's like the cater to you it's like your favorite kind of media Mm -hmm. and it's like you take the red pill and it's only this media and the blue pill and it's only this media like which pill would you take why don't you just take the purple pill and because oh wait you already did you have both of them. Like, it's fine. <laughs> like, you don't need to worry about it. If you don't want to see it, no one's holding a gun to your head that says you need to see this thing. Like, like of course, see see new things because, like, your friends, you know, like, 
are interested in them and you want to be able to converse with them about it. But like at the end of the day, like you're not less of a person because you didn't see one piece of media, you know, that everybody's talking about. That's fine. You know, have your own interests, you know, just don't be racist <laughs> or sexist. <laughs> that's, that's like my tea. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So I can probably guess your answer on this one. Mm. How do you feel about men wearing makeup? Cause you had mentioned that you have like your own makeup that you use. Yeah. But- yeah. No, I, uh, really good for coming hickeys. <laughs> um, here's like, I think makeup is such an art in itself. Like it's so, sorry, that was a stupid answer. Um, but like, it's so, it, it's so defining and beauty, like drag queens a lot too. Like the stuff that they wear. Oh my God. Like they have like butterflies on their faces and everything. And like the wing tips that go like six miles up. I'm like, I can never rock that, but seeing it on someone else, I'm like, who am I to stop you? You know, like you can do whatever you want. And um, I, I definitely have thought about like, I definitely, oh, I want to do drag so bad. Like before I die, like I really want to do it. I have this whole Southern Belle character figured out. Um, <laughs> um, but of course, like I would definitely wear makeup for it because like that's part of the art form, you know? I just don't wear makeup in my day-to-day life because it's just like, it was never built into the routine for me. And it's, um, it's just like, I guess not my cup of tea at the end of the day. And like, I'll never, I'm like, I never like see, you know, a man on the street or a male presenting person on the street wearing makeup and go like, what the fuck is on your face? No, I just like walk right by him because I'm like, I got somewhere to be. They got somewhere to be. <laughs> like, and clearly, yeah. yeah. And it's like, and clearly where they're going, they're a lot more popular. <laughs> they got to look fresh, you know? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm coming in here. I've got a horrible neck beard right now. <laughs> like I look like a mess. <laughs> okay. But here's the second part of the question. Mm. What makeup trend do you yourself want to try? Hmm. So I'm not familiar with a lot of the trends. Or not necessarily a trend, but a style. A style. Like a style or just like a choice that you always really like. Uh, my favorite color is green and like oh. moss green, like that like nice forest green. So I would have to say like a like a moss green, glittery, like eyeshadow moment. I think that would be super fun. Um, I no, think that'd be a very good color for you. That'd too. be a super fun time. Yeah. And like, I also love, oh, I love what people do when they do like uh, photo shoots and whatnot of like, of like just cool makeup effects. Um, and um, I like, I totally be like, I totally be someone's model for like if they were modeling a line or something like that'd be super fun. I know I don't have like those distinct features that like would make me the candidate for that, but I'm like, I don't know if it came my way, like it'd be kind of hard to say no. Um, and also, and like not even destigmatize it or anything, but just emphasize that like literally everyone does this, it's fine. You, like you don't sleep less at night because I wear makeup, you know, stuff like that. And like I've worn it for shows and whatnot. And I'm like, and that's just like, that's just a logistical theater thing because, you know, it needs to bring your eyes out a bit more. And so it's like, it's cool stuff like that. And it's, I don't know. It makes me happy. Okay. <laughs> Thought provoking moment. Mm. <laughs> What's your favorite sense? Sense? Like the five senses? Yeah. Um, hmm. I have to think of like what my weakest one is first, which is probably my sense of smell. I think I like sight. I like sight a lot. Taste is a close second though. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I remember going to like the botanical gardens with my grandmother and she'd be like, smell the flowers. And I'm like, I don't smell anything. Oh, it was the worst. I was like, oh my God. I'm like, these plants are so beautiful, but I can't smell any of them. But then like later in life, like as you develop more and you're able to get those little keen senses a bit more, I was like, oh, smell that lavender and that jasmine. Oh, so delightful. <laughs> but I think just like, I don't know, because also sight comes in so many different shapes and sizes for people because you have people who, you know, are colorblind or see colors in a different variant or are, um, uh, or have uh, synesthesia where, oh wait, not, uh, I think that's what it's called. When like, when basically the wiring of your brain interacts in. So it like mixes up senses. Exactly. Yeah. And like, for instance, like if you were to, 
uh, they actually did a scene in Ratatouille. One of the um, one of the animators had uh, synesthesia, just you know, because it's just a brain thing. It isn't something that you just like get. Like, congratulations, yeah, you're twenty. Here's your synesthesia card. Um, but um, they described she gets it a lot in like her like uh, whenever she's like tasting food. So when they were animating the scene with Remy tasting food and like all these colors behind him, that was like emphasizing how she sees it. Like that was her interpretation of it. Really, very interesting stuff. And like I have uh, I have two friends of mine who I worked with this summer who have who had synesthesia and they saw it you know in their visuals. So one person, if I like wrote a couple words down, he would be able to see like each of the different hues in the word. And I was like, and it's linked a lot to like creative brains, which is like very interesting. And then, um, and then this other friend of mine literally just experiences it with music all the time. And so like, like colors will flash, you know, hot pink, hot rod red, go to green, go to blue throughout the course of a song. And it, and it can be like this very stimulating feeling. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's that. <laughs> Next question. Hmm. Did you ever have a moment where you were struck by injustice? Like a specific memory in which it was, have you ever had that type of realization? Hmm. I don't think so. I don't think me as like a, you know, straight white male can really say I've been like struck by injustice. I've been struck by unfairness, but nothing that like offends, I guess, my existence or or rather like threatens my existence because I just recognize that at the end of the day, a lot of people have been through a lot worse than me. And I'm like, and not saying that's like comparative, you know, pity Olympics or anything, but it's just like a nice measure for me to check myself and just be like, you know, like people have gone through worse, you know, and like my struggle, though though it does matter it's it doesn't need to be the loudest in the room every day you know because like i'm of course brought down by a lot of things but also everybody's brought down by something and i i don't think an injustice like has ever been done on me and i'm not saying like i'm wishing there was but i wish i knew how to help or wish i took more action steps that's a better way of saying that to make sure that other people aren't so infected affected by injustice I have played the video game Injustice, which is, uh, <laughs> I played both. They're very fun. <laughs> okay, so you described, like, in terms of feeling it yourself, but have you ever felt it for somebody else? Yeah, because they're, like, um, oh, um, like, for instance, so, like, my high school right now, um, they have no teachers of color anymore. They, oh. it's all white people. And so I believe that those students, those current students, like, though I haven't been particularly vocal about it, and I definitely should be, I just like burned a lot of bridges at high school and it's kind of bad. And it's just like, it's just such a non-action thing in my brain. And like, I need to show more support. Um, But they don't have a diverse perspective at all now because they took, not took, but like the last teacher left and they took no effort in hiring a, a, more, a more diverse body of teachers. And, um, you know, not saying that these, these te- but also these teachers, I've, I've never met them. So I'm like, but also I've heard, you know, about a lot of other teachers, you know, like who um, just don't make the grade and just like, don't have like any merit whatsoever. And I had, there was this one English teacher in the middle of my senior year who got fired because he was, literally racist towards uh towards one of our students and I was like dude like you can't do that you know I'm like and he just assigned the most absurd work he clearly gave no effort in making sure that like we were okay and and then the person that they replaced him with she was fine but she didn't like she wasn't too she wasn't firm enough with us and uh that also sucked because ultimately we're like so our entire senior year of English has just been completely wasted because, you know, we've had these two, these rolling teachers. I remember one day I taught one of the classes, <laughs> literally, like we didn't even talk about English. We talked about like film theory and I just happened to be like, like leading the discussion on it. And it was because the substitute was like, you guys all have projects to work on, right? And we're like, yeah, but we're kind of unclear on it. She's like, oh, okay, well, let me know if you need anything. We're like, yeah, of course. And then my table, we were having this really loud conversation talking about like uh, films and whatnot. And then, and then people from other tables started like keying in. So I was just like, 
I was like, you know what? Like, let's move this to the whiteboard. And so, and so I was like, I was like drawing things out. And I was like, so the problem, like, with that film was like, I was talking about Star Wars too, which is really funny. And I was like, so I'm like, so the problem with the Last Jedi was like the spectacle of it wasn't what people were anticipating, but actually the real spectacle was the thought-provoking thing that like the audience interacts with at the end of it. And and people were just like, wow, really changed my perspective on Star Wars. Or people were like, I think I need to go watch Star Wars now. And I'm like. I did my job. <laughs> See, and the fun thing is, I actually skipped the question that was, when was the first time you watched Star Wars? Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I feel like if I ask this question, it will take a Yeah, it's like, oh, man, I was a wee lad. <laughs> I, I light up my pipe and I go, ah, <laughs> those were the days. <laughs> All right, next question. Yes. If you came with a warning label, what would it be? Highly mentally unstable and confusing. Um, hmm. I'd say confusing first. Confusing. Confusing because I definitely, it's so funny. Well, I was, so I was taking the Myers-Briggs test a couple of weeks ago for a class of mine. And um, a couple Interesting of weeks ago. Test. Interesting test. Yeah. I am JFTP. I don't know any of those things, man. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, it's so funny too, because you think you're an individual because you it, like, it gets to the four letters, mm-hmm. but then it groups them by the last letter. So it's like you're, if you're an INJ through like T through Y, you know, you're you're like in this one specific group. So I'm like, so I'm not, <laughs> I'm not narrowed down. No. Um, See, I just don't understand the like letters at all. So people say the letters, I'm like, that means nothing to me. If you don't use like the little like code names that they give them, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I know what the first letter stands for because uh, it's either i or e which is extroverted to introverted which you know everyone's an ambivert so you know that's that's my two cents on that because the whole like it's a spectrum it's a spectrum yeah everything's a spectrum it's never black and white it kind of should never be black and white it's a gray scale yeah gray spectrum um uh sorry we're just like restating things it's like an echo chamber in here um but so yeah the warning label one of the questions that like came up for me that actually made me ponder for a second was, do you think like, do you think you're easy to get to know? And I was like, interesting. <laughs> like I had to think about that for a second. Cause I was like, I do have some very surface level qualities. You know, I'm like, my name's Walter. I'm tall. I like hanging out with people. Are you I, tall? I, surprisingly. How tall are you? Six foot one. To be really? Exact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I thought you were way shorter than that. Honestly, like, it's it's like the average height for tall people. Like tall people either go ab- like above that or they're that. You know, it's That's like true. I'm not outstanding in any way. Like many men in my life are taller than me, and I'm just like, well, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, so thinking about like, am I easy to get to know? And I genuinely don't think anyone is easy to get to know. It's not that I see every person as like a conundrum or anything to like crack, but I'm just like people will let things come to the surface when people are ready. You know, it's like, if you think of yourself as like a vast ocean and like you have your surface level qualities that come up every once in a while, and then you have like the people who are willing to explore more of the depths with you, then like, that's, that's completely fine. Not everybody goes to the depths of the ocean though. You know, like count how many people, you know, off the top of your hand who've been to the bottom of the ocean. Um, Wait, what? I don't know. I went really involved with the metaphor there and I don't want to talk. I'm a little lost. Yeah, I'm a little lost too. You see, this is why confusing would be my label. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I feel like I can just really kind of fuck with people sometimes. And it it goes against sometimes like my moral, my moral code because I want to be like ultimately end of the day, true to my word. Um, but sometimes like <laughs> I just like like not like innocent little lies to people. People will be like, what's your name? And I'll be like, Walter. And then if they ask me like 20 minutes later, they're like, what's your name? And I go, oh, it's Brian. And they'll be like, oh, okay. Come back 20 minutes later. Oh, what's your name? Oh, it's Ryan. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. You having a good time? I'm having a great time. Hey, I didn't catch your name. What's your name again? <laughs> so like just those little things. And then as soon as they would see me again, I was like, what are you talking about? My name's Walter. Like, what? What, <laughs> what are you talking Like that line doesn't really hurt anybody in yeah. the long run because I'm, I'm willing to tell the truth in the end. Um, so I think those little like seeds of chaos, like those can always be fun. But um yeah, I think just confusing. If I came with a label, confusing. No, I completely agree with that. Because mm-hmm. when you're saying about people like facing them like an ocean, mm-hmm. I am one of the people. I face people like little like puzzles. Mm. I like to figure them out, which mm-hmm. is part of the reason why I love 
doing this. Part of the reason why I asked you to do this was because you were particularly puzzling. <laughs> <laughs> have you uncovered anything yet? <laughs> I hope so. My notes have to be for going to or something. Yeah. <laughs> because like what at least like I can see in you is just the fact that you are very upfront with everything, but to the point where you don't know when it begins and when it stops when you're going to the other levels, if mm. that makes sense. That's super true. Yeah, they all kind of blend together uh, for me. <laughs> you, you have interesting transitions. And a little puzzle. A little puzzle. A little yeah. puzzle moment. What kind of puzzle would I be? Sorry, not to flip the interview question, but what kind of puzzle would I be? Like, mm-hmm. would I be like a one of those like sliding portrait puzzles where you have to like get all the... Oh, no, no, no. no, 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 no. Nothing like that. A Rubik's cube. A Rubik's cube. No, it has to be something that doesn't fully ever come together. The correct. <laughs> no, 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 not, not like not like that. Like, do you know the ones that like flip around and they're like, you can create like a bunch of different images, mm-hmm. but they're like triangles and they like spin around. And you can create like bands or you like, oh, can create yeah. blocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of yeah. those. Okay, I'm into it. I can be one of those. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, my grandma has one of those. Oh. They're great. Yeah, grandma with the puzzle. Big shout out. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great puzzle, but also a very annoying one. Mm. Yeah, it's fair for that to be a warning label. Confusing and annoying. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're not annoying. You're confusing. This is <laughs> yes. Oh. No, I've done something right. Do you think I've ever actually taken the time to ask somebody if they're straight or gay or not? I mean, I think I would think so. I mean, I like, mean, I have. Yeah. But only like once it comes up with you, I was like, I have honestly no idea which way he means. <laughs> I should I, figure that out. If I had a nickel for every time I've been hit on by a gay guy, literally, like it's so funny. It's funny to me. I'm never offended by it. I genuinely am not. Like I've never been offended by like a man being like 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 tell me more about yourself because ultimately like being flirty is just also being friendly at the end of the day yeah. you know like i don't everybody I'm, likes to be flirted with everyone loves to be flirted with but then like it's it's never gotten to a point of like hey like do you want to come back to my place later and like it's never gotten to that yeah. point because i'm pretty i'm very clear about like my boundaries and everything and i'm just like and not to i'm like i don't believe in like friend zoning or anything mm. um but i'm just like i'm like hey like this has been such a great time to get to know you and stuff like that and then if this person is just like like i can't get a read on you i'm like i'm straight you know and then they'll be like i'm not convinced i'm like i just know a good body when i see one and i'm like and i'm okay <laughs> with acknowledging that that i'm like also i was like raised by my mom and my sister so yeah. i'm like i have a little bit of a different sense of like what like i guess masculinity looks like because like that's an amazing thing to have yeah because like my my dad was like kind of a, like I didn't really like fuck with his worldview sometimes like he he said some really like wild ass shit about like my friends my like female friends that he was like he's like you need to do these to these people I was like I don't need I don't need to do any of that shit in fact I'm not gonna do any of that shit because I'm like that is like hurtful to them like honestly at the end of the day like it's so funny, like, as much as I can be overwhelmed with the sense of, like, oh, my God, like, I have a crush on this person or whatever, like, at least I have a good friend at the end of the day, and, like, that's, you know, one friend that I didn't have, like, the day before or something like that, so I'm, like, that is more important to me than, like, necessarily, like, a, what is it, just a, uh, like, arbitrary, like, women are objects thing, women are not yeah. objects, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That was a confusing tangent. <laughs> no. I have a question that this one feeds into. Ooh. We're skipping down the list. Yeah. Because also, I don't know how much time is on here. How much time is left? Oh, yeah. Double check, the, double check the battery. Oh, wait. I have an hour remaining. Let's We're go. Fine. Okay. What did you do after losing your virginity? Uh, Like immediately after or like... Like immediate, like time span. Like, what's your memory of afterwards, if that makes sense? Yeah. Um, so your interpretation. Yeah. Um, my, my losing my virginity was kind of a wild night, not gonna lie. It like, in like some good and some bad ways, because like I, this girl and I knew that we had like things for each other. 
I had never done anything with anyone like below the waist before. Like that was my experience going in. I had also just like broken up with someone because I was ultimately just like, look, I don't really vibe with this. And I'm like, I really just appreciate your friendship. And like, I've been kind of miserable. Mm -hmm. And so she took that really hard because that was like her first relationship. So then it like kind of was a very bad light on me to like then immediately go into another relationship. Yeah. Um, so it's like, I will acknowledge where I was at fault and where I genuinely hurt people's feelings because like, that's never what I strive to do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like when that hormonal function is kind of driving you, it can kind of like the warp your perception, yeah. which sucks. I'm like, I'm not proud of me. Um, and because I had never done anything before, like mm-hmm. at this intimate level, like I was extremely nervous because like the person I was with, like, I think I was like the fifth or sixth person that she had like slept with, which is fine. Like yeah. I'm not even worried about like body count or whatever, because like that's an arbitrary thing to measure experience and it's <laughs> dumb. Um, because I'm like ultimately like uh, I've never, if someone has ever asked me like, like, oh, I've never, like, I've never done this before. I'd be like, I'm like, oh yeah, that's totally fine. And I was like, well, listen, like, this is just like physiological pleasure. And it's like, if you would like me to provide some helpful tips, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, I don't judge because I don't care at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, it was, um, it, it was, it was fine because it's your first time having sex. So you're like, yeah, this is way wild. Um, and but at the same time, nobody's ever good the first time they have sex. That's true. That is very true. Um, I also was like kind of irresponsible because I also forgot a condom. So I was like, because I didn't think that wasn't happening this night. Yeah. I didn't think that was happening. Um, so that really stressed me out. And like, I didn't really masturbate a lot growing up. So I didn't really know like how my body was like really just functioned in general. So I was just going in like blind, like already blind eyes and then a blindfold on top of that. Um, and yeah, it was, it was fine. I like, we consented and everything upon just like reflection though. Like I, I think about it and I was like, as much as I did consent to it all, like it does, it makes my skin crawl for some reason. And I don't yeah. know what it is. And I was like, and it, I don't think it was her. I think it was just like, I was just genuinely scared. And like, it was just a weird thing. And like, honestly, if I could take it back maybe sometimes I would but like that's that's kind of an extreme uh because then like we because then like it just led into a relationship where I was like mostly just there for the sex because that's like what I was like not yeah. being controlled by but like uh that's an extreme way of putting it that was the pressing it, it was the it was the pressing thing because it was like it's like new it's exciting and you know um yeah so th- that was definitely kind of weird um but <laughs> I remember after, um, I'm like petrified of the silence sometimes. Like I know I'm in good company when I can be quiet around somebody because I'm just like, Jesus Christ, my mind isn't going a mile a minute and not trying to like spiral into the next conversation. So I bitted, like I bitted a lot with this, with this person. <laughs> like you're talking about like octopi for a bunch of time. I also remember I told her the entire story of Orpheus and Eurydice. Because I'd, I'd listened to Hades Town so many times, and Hades Town is is a very good adaptation of Orpheus and Eurydice, <laughs> and I just know the whole story now. Like oh I just God. know it, and I I just told her the entire story. I literally like started from the beginning and went all the way through, and I said I told her the entire story, and then like and we stayed up all night, and so it's like so that was fun because like I don't know I like being a storyteller. And I think we talked about like whales for a minute. Um, we talked about squids a lot and kind of became, or octopi because, or octopuses, because, you know, actually octopi isn't correct. Um, uh, really? a- apparently, apparently that's what the, that's what the press is saying. Um, cause it's fuck also, the fuck the press. Cause it's the same thing with like Priuses and Prii. Like no one's ever going to call it a Prii. Like, oh, look at yeah. this group of Prii. It's, that's Priuses. Chill out. Um, oh, now I'm hearing it though. The Priuses. Mm-hmm, Priuses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that's gonna bother me. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it's so wild. Um, but yeah, no, it was um, we just like we just chatted a lot, and I don't know, it was it was fine. I wasn't mad about it or anything. Um, she also did the whole thing where like uh, like she wore my shirt, and I was like, oh, that's like crippling. <laughs> you know, like the when the so that's actually like a thing that guys. Like oh, that at least for me, I don't know if I'm like if, but as soon as I see like 
it's like mm-hmm. my partner or whatever, like wearing my shirt, I'm like, Stop. Like, <laughs> I remember over the summer, I lent a shirt to a friend of mine. I had a huge crush mm-hmm. on her. And we eventually ended up doing like a little summer fun yeah. thing. And it was really fun. Um, and uh, I remember, I remember like, she said to me, she was like, do you want your shirt back? And I said, no, okay. She was like, why? I was like, well, because like, you know, I'm playing games on my own. <laughs> because she was like, she was like, I was a master matchmaker, like between us. And I was like, okay, yeah, do what you do. Like, you can say that because it, part, it is partially true. Just don't think of that. I had some sanity. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, why do you think I let you keep my shirt? And she was like, oh, you bastard. <laughs> I was like, Aha! <laughs> I was like, I'm, this is a double mind game right now. Wow. But um, I don't know. To me, I, th- I think it's attractive. So I'm like, I don't know. That's what I, that's what I like. Interesting. Yeah. Well, no, I know girls really like it too. Oh, for so sure. I'm like, I've never talked to a guy about it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Though I did have- I feel yeah. like that would be such a like a hot topic for for guys. I yeah. I had one interaction where the kind of something like that happened. Mm-hmm. The guy offered me his like thing. Mm-hmm. I fought him for five minutes. I was like, I don't need your sweatshirt. I can just go inside and grab my own sweatshirt. True. And then he finally gave it to me, and I wore it, and I was like, oh, this is really nice. Yeah, like, and I was like, is it okay if I like keep this for an extra hour or something? And then he was like, yeah, keep it like all together. And then repeat, like literally was like, came back the next time and was like, this is yours now. Please watch your check. Oh my God. Yeah. It's not like it's cologne. Oh. It was nice for like, you know, mm-hmm. the whole two weeks I was then with him after that. <laughs> and then I realized he was a douche. Oh yeah. That was Yeah. And then a couple it. months later, he was like, so can I get my sweatshirt back? And I was like, Yes, please. It is in a corner in my closet untouched. <laughs> my, no, like my, my whole thing is like, I definitely like to leave, like, I at least have tried to leave relationships with like a little, this is a memento from me. You never have to give this back, mostly because it was a shirt that I wouldn't wear anyway. And it's not because it was like <laughs> ugly. It was just sitting in my drawer. And I'm like, I haven't touched this in a while. And like, I had a, I, oh God, my last ex I gave, um, I gave her like an NYU sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. It's because I don't go there. And I'm like, yeah. I don't care about it. So I was just like, here, have that. So whenever I see a little Instagram post that she's like wearing it in, I'm like, who do you have to thank for that? I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> I was like, you can never say, you can never say I was mean to you. Like you can't say yeah. I was mean to you, but also just remember that you're wearing my sweatshirt. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I would rather, uh, I would rather you be lonely and warm than lonely and cold. So hmm. put that on your resume. Interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Somehow that still ended up being more of an entertaining question instead of a deeper question. Ah, damn it. Wait, do you want some deep questions? You can. Well, no, that was supposed to be one of the deeper questions. I was trying to like shift into it. Oh yeah. You're just an upbeat person. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's part of that's accent. part of the um that's part of the uh what is it the drag bit is she's a southern belle it's just like oh Alina I do believe you're making my heart palpitate at the ice cream sociable earlier this evening why don't you pop by for a cold glass of lemonade later and we can discuss more about this exciting premonition you had about the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. That's a free show. Wow. Yeah, that was impressive. That was like a great improv. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> on to on to the further nights. Okay. Um, is there one person you still think about from your past and why? Yes, all the time. Um, it can be like recent past, right? Like it doesn't yeah. have to. Okay, cool. Uh, just, just wondering what the context was of like five years, 10 years, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, no, I went to camp with this friend of mine for a really long time. And then we worked together this summer. This is the same person I like gave my shirt to and everything. And like, and like, oh God, I was in psychology a couple of weeks ago. And uh, one of the questions we were like doing an interview thing about how to like get to greater depth with people. And it's like, if you were to interview someone with 45 questions over the course of an hour. So breaking uh, like it into 15 minute chunks of levels of depth. So that's like four questions per or something like that, or yeah, something like that. Um, I might have to do that math. 
real quick. Um, uh, but yeah, so you're asking all these questions and you're getting to different points of depth within the, uh, within the span of 15 minutes. And one of the questions was, if you knew you were gonna die tomorrow, like what would be your biggest regret? And I was like, huh, that's a really good question. Because a lot of the, a lot of the media that we have, like, you know, really tells us like, don't live with regrets. You know, regrets are bad, oh, weigh heavy on the mind and stuff like that. And, but like to consider it such a natural feeling in that moment, I was like, damn, that's kind of nice to think about for a second. That's like, if I did die, what would I regret the most? Because then that can even produce like action steps for you to take. Um, but the biggest regret that I thought of was, so this person, this friend of mine, I would regret just telling them that like, I had a really good time and that they like mean a lot to me. Like they are a very good person. Correction. Wait, you'd like, you'd regret not telling them I would regret not telling them Okay. Because like, you left out the not and I was like, Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like this is not what he's trying to say. Oh yeah. Sorry. My bad. My bad. Semantics language. Don't worry. I'd, I definitely regret not sharing that with them and because like, I don't know, a part of me is still hoping because we're like, we communicate every once in a while. We like snap once a day, basically. Um, and we don't really converse that much, which is fine. You know, like that's just boundaries. Um, but yeah, no, like just being like, listen, like you're a good person. Like I had a really good time with you and you know, I wish you the best genuinely because like you are the most unstoppable force I've ever met in my life. And like, you know, to hell with those who don't believe you (laughs) because like I believe you and you know, I appreciate you. Uh, And like not saying I'm closing the door on ever, you know, telling them that or anything, Mm -hmm. but definitely just like if I died tomorrow, you know? So in this case, it isn't, a regret that turned into action it's because i haven't said it that's why <laughs> because i don't know i'm just a little scared because i don't know if our friendship really constitutes that level of like vulnerability um i would like it too but that's also yeah. just me that's not you know them and it also makes things harder yeah exactly and you know if there's if anything at the end of the day like i never want to disrespect someone's boundaries and like and we already had like a point in the summer where like we were like kind of butting heads a lot. And and like I remember it was so funny because I was so stressed out this whole week of work. And you know, she texted me like, Hey, sorry if I was rude to you today. I was like, No, it's okay, just stressful. Then like something going on. She's like, Yeah, life. I'm like, ah, tea. Um, and then the next day, like I apologize to her. I'm like, hey, sorry if I was a dick to you today. Like, I feel like I'm just like cracking out of pressure right now and I'm really sorry and then the day after I was like something's going on between I was like what's up and and so then we were actually able to like kind of broker that conversation and everything and like it's it it hurts because it's you know it's past but also at the same time you should enjoy it because it's past you know it's a good memory yeah so nice Mm. okay describe the first setting where you saw your parents as people Parents as people. Hmm, that's a good one. That's a very good one. Well, it's kind of hard for me uh, with my dad because he passed away when I was um, 13, 14, uh, around that time. So I'm like, I never really got to that level of like eye to eye with a person. I mean, I did run errands with him sometimes and I did see him just doing like, you know, going to the bank and stuff like that. But that's like- that's just, that is people stuff, like, ultimately, and, like, I think it was when, like, I saw my mom, like, crying about um, the fact that she couldn't go to my sister's graduation, because it was in 2020, and, like, she was just, like, sobbing about it, because it meant that much to her, and, you know, it just was so, so troubling, because, like, you know, that's your mother at the end of the day, you know, the person who literally put you in this world, And, um, uh, it was just kind of wild, like dealing with like, oh my God, I have like, I'm so sorry that you feel this way and everything like that. And like, 
I don't know. My mom has always been really strong for me. So it's like, it's kind of hard for me to think of like an exact memory, but I think just seeing her cry and like confiding in my stepdad was such a, like a powerful moment. And um, I was glad I got to witness it, but also, you know, it's like, and cause you're not, I don't think you're not seen as less when you're a person, you know, just means you're doing your job. You know, you're a person doing things. Sorry, Mark. Oh, there's my water bottle it's <laughs> on a faraway table. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that was really the first time. And I don't know, it was nice. And like this whole summer was kind of hard for my mom and I, cause I was like more of a roommate and I just kind of worked all the time. And like, I just also fought her a lot on like, because you know, when you're college uh, freshman and you go back home, like you're gonna, you're gonna be able to spit some, like spit a little bit more venom because yeah. you know, like you actually wanna argue the claims that your parents are making. Because like, I don't know, my stepdad and my mom, they, they'd say some shit and I'm just like, that doesn't, that doesn't jive with me, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I'm like, sorry, I'm like standing up for myself. And like, I've definitely, continue to debate a lot like the continuation of my college career because like sometimes I don't really see the value in it um not saying it's invaluable it is to a lot of people but I'm kind of struggling to find it because like I love working a lot and I know how to do work um and you know it's all about just like putting yourself out there more and like kind of want to work retail and then I you know want to take classes outside of that but like not through such a like a rigid you know, university, like very much like Upright Citizens Brigade or something like that, which deals with like stuff that I'm interested in, like sketch comedy, um, sketch comedy, writing, uh, monologuing in general, because then, you know, that could catapult me into like more interesting prospects around like, you know, how to do theater properly and stuff like that. And so it's just like, I think that's like a part of why I dropped the BFA program was I was just like, Jesus Christ, like I know <laughs> this <laughs> and I'm like I just need to update my headshots update my resume and then like get an agent and go you know because like that's all the steps you need to take that's showbiz um <laughs> but yeah that's that's when I saw my mom like as a human person yeah when in your childhood do you remember feeling guilty <sighs> Guilty. Mm, such an advanced emotion for uh, for children. Um, <laughs> felt really guilty when I took a monster truck from my like daycare. Um, but then no one ever got mad at me, so yeah. the guilt kind of ooh, went away. Um, I got. I felt guilty when like I. Uh, I like, I went to a birthday party once for a kid I didn't know. And this kid really liked their balloon that they had. And I accidentally popped the balloon accidentally, fully yeah. accidentally. Granted, I was like laying on top of it. And, you know, kids should be able to put two and two together. I also like, I just felt like I was bad wherever I went. Seriously. Like I, I one time I remember I like hit a beach ball so hard. It like landed on this like area, like above the, like everybody and every, and like this younger kid started crying. I was like, I don't, I don't fucking know what to do I was like I felt like I was in so much trouble and I don't know just like stuff like that that's when I definitely do feel guilty um but those are very innocent things those are innocent things I it's kind of hard for me to pinpoint like an exact like I feel guilty because I did this kind of thing but you know that makes sense maybe with time I'll reflect more small moments are the powerful moments that's true Sorry, that was a massive yawn. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. I have, where did the question go? Oh. What do you think of when you're trying to get yourself to go to sleep? Ooh, I don't like talking about this. Um, you can skip the question if you want. Yeah, I'm going to skip just because it's like, it's my personal thing. Yeah. Like, because I just, yeah, I'm going to. Pass. <laughs> the next question. <laughs> what do you think about when you wake up? <laughs> ah, fuck. <laughs> Nobody remembers what you think about when you wake up. That's true. Except your dreams, uh, usually. Um, well, if you say still. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. 
what's the automatic tune that comes to your head whenever you have to like bop to something or like knock? Ooh, that's that's a good one. Um, Everybody has a rhythm. What's your rhythm? Yeah, I. It's like a little. It's like a little bit, and it kind of depends on the mood I'm because I'll go. I guess my go-to. Yeah. Um, I definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely will do like a little bit of a uh, like a drumming every once in a while, and usually like just on my thigh, be like, or like a uh, or something like that, like very like tap dancing esque. Um, I also am a big fan of like that. That always that's always nice for me. Um, and then I shake my leg a lot, which is kind of a rhythm of its own. Um, those are the those are the immediate beats that come to my mind. I do. I do know, like, I, um, whenever I'm knocking on someone's door, I try to do it in, like, a very musical way, so I'll do that. Like, that's one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've, I've, I've gotten more experimental in the past. <laughs> I've been very proud of it, because I'll be like, something like that. So, yeah, that's, that, 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 that's my <laughs> noises. <laughs> good to know, good to know. Good to know, good yeah. to know. Character um, building. <laughs> yes. Ooh. Oh yeah, I forgot to tell you. I was also taking notes on your mannerisms. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good to know. I like being interested. It's character building. Oh yeah. It's a profile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. You have a little inventory about me now. <laughs> kinda. It's a lot of just random bullet tone points. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it has used matrix as metaphor mm. at one point. Which was interesting. You speak in metaphors a lot, which is actually a sign of like you're supposed to do that with public speaking because it gets people's attention. Like, oh, that's true. Yeah, oh, I never thought about yeah, it. Like that. Yeah, natural speaker. Because oh, it's funny. I'm like for my public speaking class, I'm planning on summarizing dude, and I made a metaphor for it. So I'm like, <laughs> think of the solar system as Europe <laughs> and I'm like and you know in Europe during medieval times was ruled by a bunch of fiefs because it was a fiefdom that's like yeah. archdukes duchess all these people they had power so basically the story of Dune follows uh, uh this duke um and uh this duke's son whose name is Paul and you follow him on this journey to get to the point of emperor and it's a very exciting like journey on the way there because you encounter all the world building that Frank Herbert has created. So, you know, each planet em- uh, emphasizes a different fief and a different house and a different power, ultimately, and a different resource that they bring in. So, yeah, that's like my my rolling description of it. <laughs> that's like, I watched the first time of Dune, but that's a lot more like in-depth than I thought that the book got. Oh, yeah. No, okay. the book goes like crazy in. Um, and, uh, when it like done correctly like it's very easy to just like get it down to brass tacks because like you you ultimately just like you know higher powers are jealous of rising forces and you know it is what it is wow yeah um i think that's all the questions <gasps> shit wow has been had. Yes. Let's go. Oh my goodness. Fuck yeah. Fuck okay. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So if this turns out into being a podcast, mm-hmm. have a good afternoon. Oh, and... you will. Or a good morning, depending on the time that they're listening. Yeah. Or a good evening. Actually, good night. You should listen to this at like three a.m. If you, this don't... is my recommendation. <laughs> this is a three a.m. kind of thing. If you okay? don't listen to this at three a.m. I will call a SWAT team and I will come to your house and I'll yeah. make you sit down and listen to it only at 3 a.m. <laughs> uh, Pace is teaching everybody hacking. So I'll, I'll trace your oh, yeah. number. Yep. That's okay. the one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The <VIN> number. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs>